Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You already know the vibes are okay. Fact and everything is okay. I'm out here chilling with the wonderful Steph the Coca in the Me, Him and Everything Else podcast. Hey guys, it's another episode of Me, Her, and Everything Else. I hope you guys are good. It's Stephanie Coca and Darren Oko here. And I know it's Me, Her, and Everything Else, but once again, it's Me, Him, and Everything Else. Let me introduce my guest for the episode. It is the OK Effect. Are you ready for <clears throat> the vibes? Everything is OK. Everything is okay. Ha, gosh, we're going to have fun on this episode For because, real. first of all, can you please explain your name? Like, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Okay, very okay. <laughs> but first of all, I'd like that? to say that okay is uh, being positive. Just okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Just like that. <laughs> you see, it's like, okay, it makes mm. you feel some type of way. Mm. But like, um, originally, these are like my initials. My son name is Ogidika. And then my other name is Kelvin. So you see. Okay, so Okideka, Kelvin. Kelvin. And then effect. Yeah, effect. Because I'm into the creative system, you get me? Mm. I have to really let you understand. Like I'm infusing it with the creativity. Just like positivity and creativity. That's the okay effect. I got you. You get it. All right. And if you, I don't like get it, well, I would have forgotten about it. Uh, come right. <laughs> but you were telling me an interesting story about your name though. <laughs> yeah, never said this anywhere before. But like, um, I remember asking my dad what was the meaning of my son's name because mm. it's like Ogidika. What does it mean? So what my dad said, <laughs> like in my own language, it means that Ogidi, Ogidi is the name of a, a community. Okay. Feel me in mass in my um states, but I never been there. I don't even know what it is, and we're not from there. So I was asking my dad like, what made us even bear this name? So he said that. During the war, my grandfather was a fighter, so he had two wives. Ah, <laughs> so that time he was like he was safe, mm-hmm. but he died trying to save my grandma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me, so it was like he was trying to like just make sure everyone was cool. So he was in that state that he just brought her out, and then everything ended, and that was everything happened there. So they had to name him after the community. Oh, wow. So, like, 
my name is like I represent a whole lot of people. I don't yeah. even know. But wait, hold up. Your granddad saved yeah. your grandma. That's like real Juliet. Yeah, for uh, real. Like he died for love, innit? Yeah. So it's like a very true story. My grandma still tells me she's still alive. So I, I ask her all the time. She's like, oh yeah, stuff like that happened. And yeah, he was supposed to have survived, but mm. he came back to make sure that the family was good. And yeah. So oh, like wow. people used to laugh at him that he died for a woman. <laughs> you well, you can't get that this, this day. Yeah, man. Everybody's for themselves. Yeah, exactly. So, it's but like would, you, a, would you think you could die for a woman? Um. <laughs> well, I well, I don't know, but death is death is very serious. Yeah, it's very serious. I don't I think mean, I want to die end. for anybody. Ah, not even a woman, anybody at all. I can't die for anybody. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, life fair. Is, I mean, life is life sweet, is sweet, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> All right. So you, so, so you, you, you are a photo- you're a photographer. Yeah, I'm creative. But you've, you're, well, you're okay. You're creative. I'm creative. But you started off with photography, yes. and now you're in the music space. Yes. So how do you go from taking pictures to you know becoming you know? Yeah. The so you know, like of first of all, I've worked with like a lot of musicians, starting from the upcomings. You know, you start working with the upcomings, and then they blow up. Yeah. Then they become your friends. So it's like. You're just in the scene like that. I've been in the studio with my guys like every time. I'm back then in high school. I went to King's College. Okay. Yeah, I went to King's College. Back then in high school, I had something called social nights. So we used to do this rap battle thing, me and my guys, you know. It was just like a, it was a boarding school. So I'm used to being with my friends. Okay. It's just like we had like a community already from young. So it's just like, oh, when we go, grow old, what we're going to do. I never wanted to be a musician, if you mean, but I felt like I was in the industry. So growing up with my experiences, like I, I really wanted to like pass a message to people to let them understand that there are different ways to go about life and different ways to get the results, you know. With what I've seen out my own experience, um, music is like a tool of expression for me. Mm. You know, people say that um, images speak to them, but there's no audio in the picture if you're being honest. Yeah. Like it's just your imagination. You feel me? Like, when you see a picture now, you don't really know. It's just what's in your mind that, oh, this is what it says. This is what it says. But I'm trying to preach like, a, or I'm trying to pass a particular message to it. What kind of message are you trying to pass? Apart from you said, you know, there are different ways of doing things in life. Yeah. When you say different ways, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> first of all, my song first is about positivity. You know, with the way things are right now, people don't even believe I do. Like, I've just been a creative People feel like I have some other stuff going on in my like life. Like what? Like what? Like a lot what? of people have approached me and asked me if I'm doing fraud. Yeah, so that's like the basic mindset, mindset of Is every... it because of the way... Do you think it's because of the way you dress? Uh, I think it's because of me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do, man. I got tattoos. My ears I mean, are pierced. Yeah. I have, like, I travel everywhere. You You're know? like the police's, you yeah, know, Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, I have friends and I don't want to mislead people, being honest. Mm. And then I, I've I've been to different places and then I've seen that like the whole creative space is very broad and then it allows you to express yourself. Mm. Could be through fashion, you know, the way you speak, your haircuts, your, you know, all these things are just part of it. Mm. So I'm trying to like uh, send a positive message for my song. But like the song I dropped, the first three lines were, you learn as you grow, the rules are going to be broken. One positive thought can change your life forever. Believe you can. You're halfway there. This life's a journey with no transport fare. That's a message already. It's pretty dope. Get me. That is a message. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that is um 
<clears throat> sure is that you know the decisions that you make today will impact tomorrow exactly so, so. I, I do love that you're preaching positivity but what do your parents think about like your get up uh, like your, the way you dress because you know like, in, we're in Nigeria well, <laughs> as soon as you walk in I like to say like um, I lost my mom when I was young so being honest I never had anybody to tell me what to do and what not to do mm. like I said I lost my mom when I was young and then I grew up with my auntie and then I got into boarding school while I was very young as well so, like, I've been exposed already. Okay. Like, I've been seeing things that I wasn't supposed to see. Right. I've been doing things that I wasn't supposed to do right from high school, you know. You know how King's College is, like, everything happens. The things people do in uni, they do it in high school. Right. So, you're exposed even you get, earlier. Exactly. So, it's like, I've been rapping since I was in secondary school, being honest. But I just didn't have the platform or the means to even go put it out there. Mm. And again, like, this music thing, I watched my friends and I studied them and I understood that. The biggest way to pass an information or a message is by making music. Music travels faster than yeah, does any other thing. So mm-hmm. you need to understand that whatever you're saying, like there are people listening to you, their kids, their parents, that what do you want them to learn or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but rappers aren't really trying to educate people exactly. out here. So they literally, yeah, you know, show me that. That's why I'm the okay effect, isn't it? Everything is okay, you know. Okay, That's I how like, I want you to feel when you see me, when you hear me, when you be around me and all of that. No, I, I like that. I yeah, do yeah. like that. I um, <clears throat> but you've, you've been through like quite a journey so far. I mean, the experiences that you've had yeah, in life. Man. When you say you've, you have a lot of friends and you've worked with people, I know you've worked with like people like Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, these are like some real life moments for me. I met my idols, people I used to look up to in school. I've been on tour with Roger Rich, you know. Yeah, I went to Saudi Arabia with It was weird. Someone called me and like, oh, I had a job and we're traveling with some American artists. I'm like, all right, why are this you? For, this is for photography. Yeah, right? from photography. And they just sent me the ticket. I flew to Medina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> it happened. Then I got back to Dubai again. I got a call that I was supposed to go pick up some artists in the airport again. Then I went there and, you know, everything just happened. At that night, I didn't even see the artists. Mm. that time when we got downstairs again to the club I saw with Khalifa and it was like yo and you've so in, and these are people that you admire these people you look up to are, are you like is it <laughs> because you're just living your life right for real and things are just happening yeah so I mean this is this is a good this you're a good role model for young people because yeah, because you're actually being true to yourself. You're doing yeah, what you love. Actually. And you're <clears throat> you're staying out of trouble. Foul, bro. <clears throat> although, although... Very important to stay out of trouble for me. That's like... I mean... Very mandatory. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> what happens in life is that association can get you into trouble. Like mm. the people that you're associated <laughs> with can yeah. land you in... Uh, have you ever been in a position where somebody you know, uh, somebody you've worked for has gotten you into a bit of a... I see where you're coming from. Where you're going to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, life has happened to me. Um, yeah. That's why I said, like, I see things differently and I do my things differently. I'm mm. not doing it for you. I'm not mm. doing it for anybody. I'm doing it for myself. Mm. And then, yeah, like, I've experienced, let me say, in my first song, I said something like, I'm a hood boy in a Lamborghini in downtown. I've seen the good side of life and the bad side. You know, I'm a demon, but an angel in my mother's eye. Men lie, women lie, but the people never lie. Something like that. So I'm just on the on this road, knowing that like um, 
what I do today determines how my tomorrow will be. Mm. You feel me? And I'm not in a rush. I'm not trying to be someone else or do what someone else is doing. Mm. I'm trying to be myself. So like, I could get like, I could go far with it. So you so you want to stay on the straight it's road? Very straight road, parallel. Yeah. Just like, okay, I went. To, I have a tattoo. This one. Yeah. And what does it this say? Is June eighth, twenty twenty. Okay, what happened June 8, 2020? That was like one of the, uh, let me say it's like the unforgettable moments. It's, it's a day I can never forget in my life, you know, in my whole life. Like something I never expected happened, you know. I went to prison for... Sorry, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, went I to... threw you on the street and now what's <laughs> Bro, going on here? I was in jail, innit? Exactly. I was living a straight life, then I'm in prison. That's why I said life happened. Hmm. some things you don't plan just happen. It's how you get out of it that matters. Right. You feel me? So I was, I was arrested in Dubai. I was in my apartment, you know. That was a very traumatic uh, moment for me. I wasn't expecting that. My life was already going smoothly at that time. Everything was more than okay. I was so happy, you know. I'm like, oh, yo, man's really getting there for real. Yeah. All the whole American superstars trying to work with me, people flying from me. I was living in Dubai. Mm. right in front of Bush Khalifa <laughs> right in front of Bush Khalifa yeah I stayed in downtown so you know like oh man this is this has been my dream you know I'm right on top nigga that type of thing <laughs> so it's like the police came to my house 3am in the morning no 12 they came by 12 and then they took me away by 3am when they first came they said they were looking for drugs I'm like I don't even do drugs bro mm. I started searching and then they said something again that they're trying to see if I'm doing a house party I'm like bro there's corona like Okay, that corona just started that time. It wasn't really mm-hmm. that deep. So he said, we're just going to go to the station to Is rest. Is that the drink? Friends. No, no, corona pandemic. Oh, I thought you were like corona. Nah, yeah, oh, COVID, like COVID. Okay, okay, okay. COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah COVID. So um, I realized that this shit was getting out of hand, you know. I was handcuffed like this. And at that time, I had a surgery. Never really told anyone about it. But like I had a surgery, you know. I broke my arm while I was at the desert, I was filming. It's like I was filming and I broke my arm. So it's like a very crazy time for mm. me. I was just coming from the hospital. I just left the hospital, back to my apartment to chill. And then they arrested me. So wait, they were looking for drugs. And then they said they wanted to see if you were having a house They party. were lying, obviously. So what was the actual intention? Like, why did they... Exactly. I didn't know why until I got to the prison. So like, I went to the state CID. Feel me? Like the criminal investigation department. <laughs> So anyway, I was scared. I was shocked. I was confused. I was, you know, when we got there, I told my friend that, oh, no, don't worry. Well, we're living like, I'm not, I'm not a criminal. Yeah. I don't do drugs. We're not into all of this, bro. Say no more. About one day, two days, three days. When the bros, like, they were like, oh, sit down here. We're coming to assess you. Mm. It was like on the Thursday, I guess. And in Dubai, Thursdays, Fridays, are like yeah. weekend. There's not, nothing is happening. We sat down there on the floor. Okay, I saw some other people, you know. <laughs> Who are these I people? Saw some other people. I saw Hush Puppy. I saw my other guy, Woodbury. You know what I mean? So it's like, these are like the people I was going to call if I had problems. So why are you guys here, man? <laughs> Everything is serious now. But I'm like, yo, this is not a joke anymore. Yeah. You feel me? So we sat down there for days. Like no For one, days. No one spoke to us. Yeah. I was sitting down like this. And I was in so much pain because I had my surgery. Right. Do you get what I mean? So it was like a very crazy time for me, you know. 
until some police guys came and they were speaking Arabic, bro. With, I don't even know. So I just agreed to anything they say. Yeah, it was like that. I wasn't eating. I wasn't. Yeah, that's like. Would you? Did they let you go to bathroom breaks? We were criminals. They profiled us as criminals. Like, really wanted. they like, oh, you guys are under. You're trending in CNN, bro. How? You don't even know my name. Why am I on the blogs, bro? So I was like wrongfully arrested. Like, uh, I wasn't supposed to be there. You feel me? So like, imagine not even having my name and me being in the mm. in the blogs. I don't make no sense. So I got used to the system and yeah. So how did you get out? I spent six months in prison. Sorry? Six months in prison. <laughs> no, like they just detained you for six months and they Bro, didn't have anything on It was you. like, I went to like nine different prisons. Being honest, they come here today and like, hey you, Nigeria, Calvin, Chindu, yalla, yalla, yalla. Bro, what's going on? Like, what's my offense? I have my prison But why card. were you linked with Hush Puppy? I don't even know why. But see, I real I thought it was because of me taking his pictures and all, but it was different. Now, the apartment I stayed in was like a luxurious apartment. Let me okay. just put it that way. So they came there to find someone else living on the top floor on the penthouse. So now, the way the arrest was, yeah, mm. they don't just want to arrest uh, one person. Right. Because it felt like it was a kingpin type of thing. So mm. they needed a gang. Like, they needed people to mm-hmm. to make the whole thing work out properly. You get me? So it's like, when they, when they came to the apartment, they read it everywhere. They went straight to the lobby and like, where are the Nigerians living here? So whether you are creative or not, or I had a car at that time, flashy car. You know Dubai life. You know what it is when you're living in Dubai, man. You're in downtown mm. for crying out loud. So even when it came at that night, we had like Gucci slides. So yes. like, these are the people we're looking for. Right, so it's profiling. Exactly. So that's just it. I was just unfortunate. Being honest, if I wasn't in that apartment that night, mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been arrested. Because they saw my work. They were even asking me who is the video like on my website. Like, mm. And I'm check out the video because of the chains and everything. Like, right. this guy and all. So I, I spoke to them and they were like, there's nothing they can do about it. That the way they arrest in Dubai, when they come to a crime scene, they arrest and pick up everyone there. Yo. Get me? So I'm like, oh, maybe this was supposed to happen. But being honest, I enjoyed my time in prison. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> no yeah, way. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. What did you enjoy about being in prison in Dubai? Um, Being able to, you know, I had time to rearrange my life. I had time to think. I took a course on um, human development and business management. Yeah, I took a course. So like from the detention center, I went somewhere else, something they call solitary confinement. I don't know if okay, you know yeah, about yeah, that. I, I was in a room for like so many days, white walls and... <laughs> Didn't that, how did that make you feel? Like, Bro, I had a good life outside, you know. So the only thing I could think of was, oh, back in the days, I used to chill with Davido, whiskey. I used to be on top of the game. So it's like... Oh, don't worry. One day this whole thing is gonna end. I'm still young. I'm gonna. I was like 22. But so and so okay. So did you did you experience any depression within that six months of that? The kind whole... of person I am, yeah. Being honest, I don't think I can get depressed. <laughs> no, I don't know how. <laughs> I just my friends were crying every day. I'm like, bro, we're here, we're here. How far? See Ludo, see what, see different things. You know, go try play something. Yeah, mind just first day, alright. So my guys were. I started drawing and painting and writing music. So we were able to buy like books. So after the solitary confinement, they now took us to the federal prison in the desert. <laughs> so I started meeting people that I was better than. 
I met her like, yo, bro, what's your case? Like, oh, bro, I'm going to be here for 12 years. I'm like, why am I with you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, why am I here? I had a good life. I used to tell people I know whiskey. They're like, no, you don't know whiskey. I said, bro, I've met whiskey. I've sat down with whiskey. I, I'm like, no, bro, you are a prisoner. We're here. <laughs> With me, you yeah, you get me. I used to eat in five star restaurants. Yeah. Now I'm begging man them for one scoop of white rice, bro. It was a different life entirely for me, but it made me like regain my own self and I had time to think. I slept like, all type of sleeping positions I tried. You know what I mean? I made plans, a lot of plans in prison. When we got into that whole cell, the, the main prison, that was when everything got serious. I got my own prison uniform. <laughs> Imagine me having a prison uniform. I don't even know what I did. I've been asking to go to the judge, mm. but they denied me my bail three times. So that was racism. Because when I saw the prosecutor, like, bro, I have a bail. You can see. He's yeah. like, nah, nigga, you're not going. You in Nigeria, go back. Today, you suffer. Everything finished. Kalas. That's when I knew that we was in some mess with the Arab guys because they hated Hush Puppy. Right. Yeah, so it was like, they're punishing us for, for this guy. Mm -hmm. They're not even trying to know what we own or what we do. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't care. They're just like, bro, you're here, you're here. You're Nigerian, right? Uh, come on. So, like, okay, so you know they say, like, oh, Nigerians abroad, they're doing this, they're doing that. Yeah. Is Because I spoke to somebody in Dubai, actually, a hairdresser there, and she told me that, like, a lot of the things they're saying, I mean, yes, people get into trouble and things like that, but with the way they're painting the picture of Nigerians, especially in Dubai, is yeah, false. Man, it's... Because it's actually Afri other African countries that are doing certain things. Yeah, exactly. When they see and a they Tanzanian say, guy or mm -hmm. a Kenyan, they just feel like you're Nigerian. That's exactly what she because said. Because Nigerians are smart. Trust me, Nigerians are getting things done everywhere. Mm. So the the energy, the strength, the ability to get things done is like unreal to them. They don't believe these things. Mm. Even if you're doing it legitly. Anyhow, people don't believe I'm legit like everywhere I go to. They're like, you're Nigerian, you live in Lagos and you tell me you're not getting money from some... Some, like, some, some old so? woman's account. Yeah, yeah, you get me. So I'm like, no, this is different, man. I've seen life with my own eyes, you know. Then the way I got released was crazy too. How did that happen after okay. six months? I was already relaxed, gangster, prison life. I was feeling like Tupac. You get <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I was writing music in jail. I had fans in prison already. No way. Because I was saying everything is okay to someone that is in seven. It's life in prison, man. Yeah, so I had guys that were already going to die in prison. I had someone that had almost 120 years sentence. That's death. So I started letting them know, oh, everything is okay. We're out here still together. On my prison clothes, it was like, oh, everything is okay. I planned on drawing a tattoo when I'm out. Like, I drew my tattoos in a book, yeah. So like, you really gave them, like, hope, positivity. Exactly, that type of stuff, yeah. Even, so, though, even though they are stuck there for life. Yeah, we're all there. So it's like, yo, we're together. I used to sing for them. <laughs> I used to give wow. them stories about my life. So it was like, the good times I had yeah. was what sustained me. Yeah. It was me thinking that, oh man, I have a good life out there. I really enjoyed myself. Like, I did what I really wanted to do. And then I met the people I wanted to meet. So yeah. I was telling the guys there. But, like, did you ever feel like you might actually never leave prison? No. How how, how come? Because you don't even know why, you, why you've yeah. been arrested. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, when I got to prison, they didn't tell me my crime. And it's like, it's a rule. I knew that one day, like, I'm human. I have people. I've been calling and I've been trying mm. to make connections. My lawyers are like, I know that one day somehow something would happen because I really mm. did not do anything. I right. can't just be here. And then they come to the prison to do roll calls and all of that. 
the captain comes like once in a month. So you just tell him all your problems and then you write letters. It's called, in, in prison, it's called Talbat or Talat in Arabic. So you have to write Arab like... Wait, you le- did you have to write in Arabic? Bro, I swear, you have to write So you can write in Arabic now? Yeah, I could write in Arabic. Like this. I learned how, like, funny enough, I turned Muslim in prison as well. Oh, so you're Muslim now? I'm, a, <laughs> I'm everything. <laughs> I'm everything. I was finding a way to go out of prison, for real. I saw the Muslims living. I, I'm like, so I actually saw like something that made me go to the whole Islamic part. Because yeah. Christians in prison were not serious. Yeah, sorry to say this, but no vex. I mean, I know vex. No, it's okay. Explain. Why were they not serious? In what prison, was those- there were cigarettes. You could buy cigarettes, yeah? Okay. And you could buy co- coffee. So if you take cigarettes and coffee, you get high. Uh, like so it's like imagine we are praying and someone is on top of the bunk smoking. Hey, thank you, thank you. Hey, bro, say you want me. This can't be God we are talking to, bro. Right? You know, like no, but if you see the Muslims, they're all together. Just I just see the if if Nami be God, hmm. now that Muslim boy like go answer. Don't worry. Right, right. <laughs> because because like, he's taking. Yeah, see the way they do. They wash their hands and they are really in, in the spirit. They are hmm. together. I'm like nah. This even if the I don't know understand what you guys are saying, but I feel like. You're giving me hope. No, I actually, I actually feel. So weird. I went and I had a friend. His name is Rehan. He was from Pakistan. He's like a very good friend to me. He taught me all I know in um, Islam. He taught me how to say the Al Fatiha prayer properly. I could say it now, like you probably think I'm Muslim, but nah, I learned all of that in prison. So they gave me a Muslim name as well, Khalid. Yeah. Okay. In prison, I, I was Khalid. You know, so I, I, I now had a Muslim community, mm. Islamic community. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, somebody goes to prison. I mean, I don't hear all of this. Like, I've never yeah, heard a prisoner really... sound so positive about their experience, especially when they were literally, you know, bundled without a crime. Yeah, man. But um, you using, like, you know, your positivity. Exactly. Like I said, I'm a different person. I don't even Definitely know how I exist, different. Oh, God. Definitely different. I mean, yeah, that's, that's quite an experience. Yeah. So the day you got out, like, what was the first, what did you do when you got out? <laughs> when, I, when it came to call me that I was living... The way it happens that like when you're sleeping, they just hear like a sound or something. Bef- mm. The normal way of releasing people from prison is that they call you, uh, Afraj, Afraj, Afraj. Afraj means freedom. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that for us. They just called us, Chindu, Kelvin, Nigeria, <laughs> Corona test, yalla, yalla. I'm like, oh, bro. maybe they want to move me to another prison. Mm. I'm like, all right, let's go then. Oh, God, they're like, you guys are going. And I said, going to where? I said, we're going home. I said, home. Like, why are they releasing us? Why? <laughs> no, why? <laughs> for real, I still ask him, why are you no, trying to... No, it's true though. <laughs> yeah, I was scared because like, ask why. no, no, release me. Shame you don't carry me, go kill me. <laughs> Bro, I beg, let's see the police mm-hmm. and be sure that it's me. I'll be wrong name. Mm-hmm. It was not wrong. The guy said you. You guys were like 11. So more, it was so... Wait, okay, 11 from prison, not like all the people that they packed you with. So we were 13 that were arrested. Two was Hush Puppy and Woodbury. Then the other ones were like normal people too that were wrongfully arrested. Okay. Because they didn't do anything. They just packed them too. Right, so right. The FBI came. <laughs> I used my eyes to FBI. Get me. So the FBI came to take away Hush Puppy and Woodbury to America. And then they said something like they needed a third person. Oh, um, was when I knew that I could pray. <laughs> <laughs> also, every fasting. religion, everyone, drive It was so sure that, like, oh, you guys have an interview tomorrow. I never interviewed, said the Federal Bureau, whatever. Ah, 
But um, it was so crazy. Trust me, I I didn't speak to anybody. I haven't called my family. I haven't nothing. I was praying. And guess what? I was the first person they called. For the interview? Yes, but I couldn't control myself that time. So when they called me, the, the FBI guy was looking at me. I was shaking. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. You I was like, definitely need to shake. Like, So he asked me, well, I said, bro, like, I watch FBI and I see them in the movies and I know that the people that they interview are like big criminals. This is a big dark room with two spotlights. So like, I still don't understand. You went from sitting in your apartment in Dubai, chilling. Editing. I was not, listening to Whiskey Carol that night. I was so wait, happy that... Picture, were you editing a picture? Yes. Whose picture were you editing? It was a video. A video I shot for Mercedes-Benz UA. I already had a big job. So you were chilling, relaxing. Bam! They just carried you. Okay. Open my door months. in front of me like this. I was looking. And then you... After six months, you land in an interview with FBI... Yeah, and crazy. at this point, they literally like is either they will give you your freedom or they'll take you to America. Or take you to America. I swear. So after that, man, um, they left me apparently because everything they asked me, I gave like a honest answer, mm-hmm. and then they checked and everything. Like, oh, bro, these people had like every detail. So that's why I tell people that if you're doing something that is not right and you feel like no one is seeing you, yeah. or no one is watching you, it's not just your time. Don't worry. Yeah, people don't snitch on people for real. Your phones snitch on you. You use your phones like subconsciously. You don't know. Mm. This, where do you think you delete stuff from your phone? Where do you think it goes to? You don't even know. Like, mm. just be clean, honestly. Because these people brought out WhatsApp messages <laughs> from my phone that I deleted a long time ago. I'm like, guy, how did you bring this conversation? Yeah, so the, so the lesson here is literally to be on the straight and narrow path. For real, yeah, that's it. You obviously people will judge you by your, you know, your address. I lost everything I made from that time. So it's like if you try to, you're gonna lose it. <sighs> even up to clothes, I didn't even take when I was living in Dubai. I didn't take my I had over a hundred or two hundred pairs of Nikes, being honest, at that time. Yeah, but that didn't mean anything when you were in prison. It <laughs> <laughs> was just there get collecting dust. Don't you get at that time I was living and they're like, Oh, you guys still have things to claim. Why about come and claim your properties? I told them the properties for want. now just hold them. <laughs> I'm coming. <While> coming. <laughs> so we booked two um, airlines, two tickets. Yeah, like, bro. Just in case. Ah, just in case. <laughs> to my friends, see this video already give us like this. Realize that if you change your mind, maybe buy two flights. So in case this one will work, this yeah. one go. Then when I got to, I was so scared. I mean, what's the duty free? Mm-hmm. I had my prison clothes on. I had nothing. I just left prison with my prison clothes and my books. Luckily for me, they left me with the books. I'm like, this is not just ordinary. Mm. And I wrote a lot of things on those books. All these tattoos, before I even drew them, like I already... Sketched them in yeah, a book. I already had plans when I come out of prison. I want to make music. I want to mm. actually now talk about this thing because I have a story now to mm. tell. And then, yeah, when we got out, I was so excited, but I didn't want to make a no-go happy first. Maybe they can't see you return us back. Because those people, they can't do anything. <laughs> for real. So we're all still trying to... Guy, normal. I was like, I don't do that. Like, where I say they go, Nigeria. I was so excited to go back to Nigeria for the first time ever in my yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, everybody is trying to jack by, but I understand why so, you really do ah, When we now got to Nigeria, landed, got the airport, it was so different. People were taking pictures of me. I was like, wait, how, why? Wait till that is snap. <laughs> so, well, that's probably Oh, Bro, wait, because you hadn't been, you hadn't seen the internet. I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't even call anybody. 
because I didn't want to be emotionally exhausted. Yeah. You get me? Wait, hold on. Did, did you? Do were you in a relationship at all? Like, do you have any like girl? Um, nah. Checking for you, no, looking for you. Nothing. So I say I've been a like. I've been alone, you get me? And I felt like I like just being by myself so I don't bother people with my pee. So when I was in prison, I called my dad once and I told him something and that was the only thing I had to say to him. I just mm. told him that, yo, I'm good. Tell my siblings I'm good. <clears throat> don't cry too much. I know you're going to cry. Don't cry too much. Pray for me. When I'm out, I'm going to call you. And that was it. I never called any other person again. Because I knew uh-huh. that the, ne- the only thing I'll be hearing is, hey, yeah, sorry, sorry, this one, that one. That will not help me in prison. You want me to cry? You get me? So coming out of prison, I was so excited. I'd made a lot of friends and I changed a lot of people's mindset. In yeah. I know that like, I know that a lot of people still miss me, but I'm not coming back though. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, no, 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 no. Please, please, yeah. We don't need that. But do you feel like this was like ordained? Like, do you feel like this is... That's why I said I love my experience in prison because I was lost in the source, being honest. You know, I, I was living a very fast life in Dubai. It was crazy. That was not really the plan for me mm. I started going out of being a creative to enjoying lifestyle right style right. like being interested in latest designers this one latest Gucci this store was just in front I was living on top of the mall do you understand that mm. kind of thing so all this were not important man yeah because they were all material things you feel me exactly so I lost them so where everything they now yeah, so what do you have to say to people that are, you know, because, you know, the way Instagram is now and social media, everybody is, like, even like girls that are like 17, they're yeah. interested in uh, Bottega, Gucci, I'll, I'll, Chanel. <laughs> I'm just going to tell them to have a taste of it, enjoy it. <laughs> when you're really? done, you, you, you come back to your senses. I can't tell you not to Nothing enjoy it. Nothing can teach you, right? Uh, no, you have to. I don't even tell people anything. Like my friends Fair. in Dubai, I don't even advise them. I'm like, if you can't learn from what has happened to me or yeah. then um, now you know. Mm. And this is coming from somebody that wasn't even a criminal, wasn't even doing anything. I've never done fraud in my whole life. I've never ever tried. I've never ever wanted to be a fraud star or try to be someone else. I've always wanted to be the okay effect. Because I, I didn't need money. Like I wasn't, I'm not from a poor background mm. like that way. No, I studied and then my dad made sure that I really went to school and then, mm. yeah, I've been smart from time. I know that about myself. I've been creative. I already knew that they need me in this world, you know. Right. I just have to work on myself. Because these people, like, let me not say some things here, innit? Let me just keep it. What were you going to say? Uh, yeah. nah, come on. <laughs> just, I'm just keep well, it. Okay. Well, wait, wait. But I want to know, hold up. You said that there was no girl waiting for you outside. Like, Yeah, I'm a no girl. It waits for me. Uh, nobody. It was just like my friends. I have a lot of female friends, like... But like, so you don't have a girl even now? Girlfriend, like yeah. someone I'm seeing. Yeah. I've never had one. So. What was... What, sorry, what? Yeah, never had one. You've never, never had a girlfriend? Never been in any relationship, yeah. Why? Well, because growing up, you know, after high school days, I already had this whole career going mm. on. So I had to like just... And at that time, if you don't get money, anything you want to talk... And I'm like, I don't have money. What do, what do I mean by I love you or I like you? I don't get money. Man, I don't deceive myself. For real. What about in Dubai though? You, ah, in Dubai, money? you have to have money in Dubai to have a girlfriend. Like, Dubai is crazy. You need to buy what girls. to love? What's all this money, ah, money, money? Oh, I don't understand. Love. You know, because of where I am and the people I'm always around, it's hard to even see genuine people. The kind of girls that come around me are strippers, models, bad bitches. Oh, mm. Sorry to use that it's word. okay. Baddest, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Sweat cars. <laughs> I can't say I love you 
Obviously, mm-hmm. I know you're not here for that. You need right. Chanel bag, Birkin. I can't afford that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So my boss feel love you, not me. <laughs> you get me? So I really knew that maybe time would come and I really mm-hmm. just experience these things. And I feel like uh, um, you don't find love. You just experience it. You don't have to search for love. Like yeah. you, you see it and then you just know that, yo, yeah. this is it. And, uh, to me though, because when my, I lost my mom when I was young, my, my dad never remarried. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just really look at my dad and see how disciplined he was. And I felt mm-hmm. like a lot of my friends go into relationships and then they lose track of their own life. Right. Just trying to make a girl happy, trying to please a girl, forgetting that like, we're both human beings with just different genders. Yeah. And because you're a girl doesn't mean that I have to inconvenience myself to make you happy, bro. Like, I'm just trying to survive, you know? I'm young, mm-hmm. like for real. I'm... Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Because I think there is pressure Coming. Too much. Yeah, there's pressure. Uh, and especially me, this lifestyle. I don't want to lie to anybody. Make I don't lie, give you. I can't say I'm dating you. Ah, I'm, I have many, many female friends. So I see. I like this honesty, though. Yeah, I mean, you're enjoying man. yourself. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the the consensus is that the men outside right now are nothing to write home about. Exactly. But uh, I'm not men. I'm the okay <clears throat> effect. You're the okay effect. Yeah. And, you're, and you're being honest. That's what I said. Like. I'm the last of my kind. There's no one else like me. So I'm just really trying to be that guy. Feel me? I want to be like someone you can talk about and tell your kids to look up to like, oh, look at that guy. I mean, your story already is, you know. Feel me? So it's like coming out of prison, it was a different scenario entirely. I didn't know there was anything like lockdown. I didn't know there was anything like NSAS. So I was scared at first. I was like, this is an apocalypse. Like, bro. Yeah, it definitely felt like one. The toll gate is closed. People are fighting everywhere. Mm. I just ask my friends, you know, Lagos be this. I be like, are we? Mm. So in prison, I smoke cigarettes. Because, mm. yeah, that was the only thing to do. I tried every single thing. I tried to smoke cigarettes. I'm like, I didn't like it. I needed something to take my mind off some stuff. So when I got back to Nigeria, it was like. No, Nigeria was definitely like an apocalypse. At so that I, time. I was looking so. for something to take my mind off. My friend advised me to be low key. He's like, hey, stay low key. You have to hide. So that time I used to go to restaurants with uh, masks okay, and glasses. So people don't even ask me anything. Everybody wanted to see me and ask me stuff. Yeah, because you were kind of like infamous. You were famous. Yeah, so I met my friend, Steven Tyre. I don't know if you know. I Steven know Steven, yeah. He's like a big brother to me. He's always like, he's always there to advise me. I don't know why. So I, I felt like I needed to see him at that time. He invited me for lunch. I went there. He gave me some cash and like, oh, bro, call me. I'm like, I'm good, G. Like, I don't have a problem. I'm just trying to understand why everyone is trying to see me. <laughs> or trying to ask me this whole thing. What do you want me to say? I kept asking, like, I'm good. I'm not depressed. I don't need any therapy. They're like, oh, you need to say therapy. I asked him, therapy for what? Now, money I need not be therapy, bro. I don't get any money for my account. Zero naira. <laughs> I don't even get house. I, I, see, I asked anything. you earlier, like, okay, did you experience any depression? But you know, I think everybody <laughs> takes it differently. Some people yeah. are just looking to solve or prop their problem because at the end of the day, it's still a problem you want to solve. I feel like people that are going to depression, most of them lie. Whoa. Because they wanted to pity them. Yeah. Then they lie and say, I'm depressed. Waiting you depressed. Waiting you did <laughs> depressed about, did you try to even find a solution? <laughs> You're a human being. I can only pity you if you're handicapped or you have some disabilities, mm. bro. What am I depressed about? They don't arrest me. They don't release me. I don't get mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. So, so you're focusing on how to solve that problem. Yeah. Not nah, thinking of I just, sitting in not it. Even, I didn't have any problem. 
I was released my only greatest I can't even tell in this life now we need a part two of okay effect we need a part two <laughs> now nah, for real cause like I just needed to be free out there to see people again mm-hmm. I hadn't seen sunlight I never see rain I never see madness. I never see anything. You don't understand. So it's like, I needed my real life back for yeah, real. Yeah, fair. Take the clothes, take the cars, take everything. Just put me you outside. You just want it to be. Lagos. Wow. And that is such a, that is such a, you know, inspirational journey experience to yeah, share yeah. with everybody. Thank you for being so open. Yeah. Um, the okay effect. I, I like calling you the okay effect. Yeah, exactly. So, the um, okay effect. Okay effect. Oh, okay yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm sure everybody has learned so much from your experience yeah. guys if you were thinking of doing anything dodgy or anything illegitimate just know that uh, my guy my guy said something to me in prison don't do it he said if you can't do the time then don't, don't do, do the, the crime because like yes. bro, crime is gonna get in trouble and then at even the when you don't the, by yeah. association it can get in trouble so actually be careful at the end of the tunnel for every criminal is a blue light <laughs> <laughs> Blue and red lights. Oh so my you know gosh. the vibes, bro. If you're not ready to see that, bro, then don't even get into it. Yeah, no. I know money's good, life is good and all, but just be careful, be smart, be fast. Get me, but you know, when you get caught, make sure you're strong. Yeah, so our advice is don't do crime. Don't do crime. Ladies and Any gentlemen. Sort of, a lot of crimes, man. So don't just, just do anyone yeah. at all. Stay clean. Thank you, OK Effects. Guys, I'll see you in another episode. Or oh, please, you can please follow, follow him on Instagram. On Where else Where are you? Where can they find you? Um, Literally everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, everywhere except prison. So. Except prison. Except I like prison. that one. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. What's yeah. your handle? OK Effects. Everywhere. OK. OK effect. OK A Y. O zero K E F F E C T. Got it. OK effect. Everything is OK. Perfect. Everything is OK. I'll see you guys. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys in another episode. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.